little embarrassing story. Um, recently, uh, I decided to put like a little, um, little accent wall in my bedroom. Just got some fence board and uh, made it look really pretty and did a little work and just put it on the wall just to kind of have like a little rustic feel to my bedroom. I really don't spend a lot of time in my bedroom, but I want to start going in my room and reading and trying to be quiet. Um, which I don't do a whole lot. So put a little rust again. Of course, I, I replaced, I put that on the wall, so then I got to, like, change everything else, right? So I've never had a, a bed frame. I've just had, like, a um, literally just a couple of mattresses um, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like, okay, bed frame. Um, what does a bed frame look like? What bed frame would go with my little rustic wall? And so um, now, granted, I've been going six and a half years without a bed frame, and I was perfectly fine, but now I've got to get a bed frame. So I've been cruising Facebook Marketplace, just looking for bed frames for like the past week and a half, like hours, wasting hours of time because I need a bed frame now. How did I live without a bed frame before, right? But I got to get the bed frame, and now I need the matching uh, end tables, right? Because you can't have a bed frame without the matching end tables. You can't just keep one without the other, right? And then once you get the bed frame, well, now my, uh, one of my friends, she's an interior decorator, she's like, oh, if you're going to do that, then you got to change the, the um, lights or whatever and all this other stuff. And I'm like, man, my room's a, a mess now. I, I can't rest until everything is fixed, right? I don't know if you've had this problem, but this is the living problem right now, right? Um, things, right? Possessions. Once we start looking, once we start giving ourselves permission to, to kind of look around, I need a new car. I need a new truck. Don't you notice you find and see the truck you're looking for everywhere you look once you start looking? Or maybe you start looking for, maybe, maybe your house isn't big enough. Let's just start looking. Or maybe there's some property out there for sale. And you all of a sudden start looking for the property. And it just, it can consume a lot of your time and a lot of your energy. Maybe you go to bed thinking about it. Maybe you wake up thinking about it. How many of you thought about buying a Powerball ticket? I mean, after all, like, it's a B, right? Like, it's not an M, it's a B. That's a lot of M's. Like, what would I do? What in the world would I do, right? How many friends would I lose? How many friends would try to kill me, right? That's what you need to be thinking about, right? So, possessions, money. These are all good things. These are all creatures that God has given us to, to use to live, to be sustained to have life. But all throughout the gospel, and you, you guys know this, things, creatures, can be used to help us and sustain us or can be used to distract us and to absorb us and to steal and rob our heart. And so easily we can allow creatures to become something that drives us and something that obsesses us rather than we use to get closer to God and to sustain us in our life. And Jesus warns about that today in the gospel. 
I don't know about you, but this gospel just hits me every time. If it's not money, it's something that I'm lusting for. It's, it's something that I think I need. It's something that I don't have, that if I had it, I would be happy. But if I look over my life over and over again, every time I get that thing, it just doesn't satisfy. There's always the next thing and the next thing. And how many of you live in this space where you're like, when this happens, then this will happen. When I retire, then I'll be able to rest. When we get this new house, then we'll be able to, to kind of spread out and have our own space. When I get this new job, then I'll be happy. When I get X amount, then we'll be able to breathe a little bit. I'll be able to spend time with my family. I'll be able to, but until then, I really need to keep driving. I need to keep driving. But how many of you, when you've got to that point, that plateau, well, it's just the next plateau and the next plateau. And Jesus warns, be careful to try to be rich about the things that do not truly make you rich. He tells a story about a man who had a windfall. He was a farmer, and he had a, just a banner year of a crop. And he says, what am I going to do with all this, all this money, all this success? I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll tear down perfectly good barns, and I'll build some new, bigger barns to store all of my grain, all of my wealth, and I'll just sit back and be happy. I'll finally be able to enjoy life. And Jesus is telling this story. He says, you fool. Like you're assuming you're going to have all of this life. You're assuming your days are not numbered. This day your life will be taken from you. And you know what? The people in your life are going to spend all this money that you've been saving, and they're going to spend it on things that you would have never spent it on. He said, be careful to be rich in possessions, but not be rich in what matters the most. What ultimately matters the most, right? When we die, you know, we say, we say um, y y <laughs> they, they don't carry a, they don't wheel all of your wealth behind the casket, right? When you're, when you're dying, they don't bury it with you. You can't take it with you. Like God's not gonna be impressed with how much money you made or how much money you saved when you get to heaven. He's got more money than you. Like, he's got more stuff than you, right? What God is going to be impressed with is what you did with your life. What would happen if this, this man who had the, this windfall banner year said, oh, wow, now I have the ability to help those who are in need. I can feed the hungry. I can clothe the naked. I can visit the sick. I have more time on my hands to serve those who are in need rather than thinking all of himself. What shall I do now that I have all of this money? See, money is not bad in itself. But when we begin to worship it, when we begin to idolize it, when we begin to allow it to possess us and possess our time, gosh, isn't that miserable, right? Those of you who know this, keeps you up at night. What's going to happen with the stock market? Keeps you up at night. Who's going to become president? What's going to happen in the Senate? What's going to happen in the Congress? What, what laws and what, 
what direction are we going to go? Because the direction might mean my net worth is going to go up, it's going to go down, it's going to influence my retirement, it's going to influence the next 10, 20, 30, and all of a sudden I'm anxious and I'm worried and I'm... Jesus says guard against that. Life does not consist in possessions, he says. Isn't that so true? We listen to our grandparents, our great-grandparents, who many of them had very little, but they were happy. You look at them, and they still have very little, and they're so happy, at peace. Let us not get overwhelmed. Let us not allow the things of our life, the possessions of our life, to possess us. Where our treasure is, there where our heart lie. Please protect your heart. It belongs to only one person. Do not let it belong to things that can never give you what only God can.